and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Welcome and thank you for joining us this morning. It's great to have you join us. Uh, We have just started a brand new series last week called We Are the church and last week we defined that word church if you haven't seen last week's message i really want to encourage you to go and check it out uh push pause on this one go and watch last week's message and then come back to this one it really is worthwhile but as we defined the word church last week this week we'd like to to look to bring some clarity to a to another word and that being the word christian Now, I wonder, when you think of this word Christian, what do you think about? Uh, Maybe again, you want to just drop down a a definition for yourself somewhere just of what you've always believed this word Christian means. Now, truthfully, if if you were asked, if someone had to walk up to you and and, and just ask you, hey, are you a Christian? Um, I wonder what your answer would be. You know, maybe your answer is yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. You know, somewhere along the line, I, I prayed a little prayer. <laughs> you know, somewhere along the line, I prayed a prayer and, and as a result, I'm a Christian. Or, or, or maybe, you know, as a baby, I was baptized. My parents baptized me and as a result, I'm, I'm a Christian. Or, or maybe your answer would be, yes, I'm a Christian. Uh, you know, I went through confirmation in my church and, and the whole deal. And as a result, I'm a Christian. And uh, maybe your answer to this question is, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm not that kind of Christian. You know, as you were mentioning all these different ways of how people believe they've become Christian, like uh, I'm different to that. Like, uh, you know, I'm part of the real group of Christians. Like I'm part of the, the, the true Christians. So, so yes, but I'm not like them. Maybe if someone asked you, are you a Christian? You would say, no, but let me explain, you know, like, no, I'm not a Christian, but I, I don't call myself a Christian, but, but, but I need to explain what I call myself and why I call myself that. Maybe you're part of a group of people that if you were asked, are you a Christian, you'd be honest and you would just say, truthfully, <laughs> truthfully, I actually hate Christians. I honestly hate Christians. And the reason why you hate Christians is that you believe that in all honesty, Christians are actually just judgmental, homophobic moralists who think that they're the only ones who are going to heaven and secretly love the fact that in their estimation, everyone else is going to hell. Like that's your summation of a, of a Christian. When you think of a Christian, that is what you think about and you absolutely hate it. And I don't blame you because if I'm honest, I kind of fell into the category of if anyone asked me, I just go, no, I don't call myself a Christian, but let me explain. <laughs> well, there's good news and there's bad news today. The good news is that none of what we've just said is described in the Bible as a Christian. The bad news is that by the time this is all said and done, 
you may need to rethink your definition of the word Christian. But my hope is that by the time today ends, you will not take my word for it, but that you will go and pull out your Bible somewhere. Maybe you may need to look for it. Maybe you may need to dust it off a bit. It doesn't matter. My prayer is that you'll go and find it, that you'll get into the New Testament and that you will discover for yourself what does it really mean to be a follower of Jesus? Well, this word Christian, this term Christian, only appears in the Bible three times. And this term Christian, this word Christian, is, 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 it's not defined. It's, it's, it's really not defined. If you go and look at the word, you'll, you'll find that in the original language, this word Christian means little Christ, but it's really not defined beyond that. Like you'll never find Jesus defining this word. You'll never find his disciples defining this word. It's just kind of open-ended and it's, it's kind of left open for interpretation. In truth, it's actually a derogatory term <laughs> that uh, was used to describe the early followers of Jesus by people who really didn't like the early followers of Jesus. Now, the book of Acts is this, this ancient manuscript uh, that just records what happened after the life, death, burial and resurrection and then the ascension of Jesus. Like once Jesus left, what happened to his followers? And, and the book of Acts really records that for us. And it records for us how, how his followers started to, to, to go through a persecution. And as they were persecuted, they scattered. And as they scattered, um, we see that, that some of his, his followers um, ended up running and, and, and fleeing to, to a, a city in modern-day Turkey today uh, called Antioch. And as they get to Antioch, these followers of Jesus, they start to, to, to tell the story of Jesus. Like they start to explain how they engaged with his life and, and, and the, the, the lessons that he taught and the, you know, how he taught them to love his life. And then ultimately how he was captured and crucified and killed and buried and how he God rose him from the dead and how after he was raised from the dead, how they got to engage with him, interact with him. They were witnesses of, of his, 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 um, his coming back to life and, and, and how they just did life with him for a little bit again. And, and as they were speaking this and telling the story to, to these Greek people in Antioch, these Greek people started to turn to Jesus and it's, just such a beautiful and incredible thing. But what happened was back in Jerusalem at the, the first church, we had all, all these apostles, all these church leaders kind of going, hey, something's happening in Antioch. We're hearing all these stories. We need to send someone over there to go and figure out what is going on. So they choose to send this guy by the name of Barnabas 
uh, just to go and see what's happening in Antioch. And as we pick up in Acts chapter 11, verse 25 through 26, this is what it says. It says, Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. So Tarsus is just this town where Saul lives and, 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 and Saul is this, this guy who later on becomes Paul. Um, it carries on, it says, And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. Let's hit pause there for a moment. What, what Acts is busy telling us here is that ultimately um, Barnabas and, and, and Paul, they, 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 they went out to Antioch. They find this church. They find this gathering of, of believers and they start doing life with them. They start teaching them about Jesus and they start teaching them how to live in the ways that Jesus had taught them to live. And then it carries on, and here's the crux of this scripture. Verse 26, it says, The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. There was this Roman um, historian by the name of Tacitus. And, and, and Tacitus would essentially write uh, about different Roman emperors. One of the Roman emperors that he'd end up writing about was Nero. And um, Nero ultimately wanted a new city. He was done with the old Rome. He wanted a new Rome. So he burns down Rome. Uh, he's like, I'm done with this. Burn it down. He burns down Rome. And ultimately, uh, it doesn't work out well for him because people are angry. People have lost homes. They've lost places of work. They've lost their businesses and they're out for blood. And, and Nero has to figure out who's he going to pin this on to cover his own hide. And here's what Tacitus writes. Tacitus writes this. He says, Consequently, to get rid of the report, Nero fastened the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations, called Christians by the populace. So essentially what, what Tacitus is saying here is that Nero, to cover his own backside, he pins the burning down of Rome onto a group of people. They were kind of seen as a little weird. They were seen as this little sect. So people weren't really sure about them yet. And, and, and ultimately they were easy scapegoat. And they called them Christians. It's like almost like, oh, it was those, pff, those Christians. So Christians didn't call themselves <laughs> Christians. No, it was outsiders looking in that called them Christians. In the New Testament, Things change up for us. In the New Testament, there is a term used for this Jesus movement. And this term, this word is disciple. And this word disciple is scary because this word disciple is not vague. This word disciple is defined. You see, you and I, we can hide behind Christian all day long. Because it's not that defined. But when we connect 
when we discover, when we tie ourselves to this word disciple, it is defined. It means something. It means that, that we have, we have agreed <laughs> to something. And I believe that when we discover the true meaning of this word disciple and choose to become these disciples, these followers, that ultimately it'll change our lives. So let's look at some of these accounts where this word disciple is found. Firstly, in Acts 11.26, which we read earlier, again, it just says, the disciples, there's that word, were called Christians first at Antioch. So bottom line here is that if you had asked um, a disciple what they would have called themselves in the day, they would have answered, we call ourselves disciples. You see, this word disciple, what it means is it means to be a learner. It means to be an apprentice. It means to be a follower. That's what this word disciple means. To, to, to put it in these terms, if a, a disciple in the day of Jesus, being a disciple, the, the whole heart, the whole attitude behind disciple would have been to approach Jesus and, and, and pretty much say, Lord, I'm trying to, to, to resolve this matter in my life. I'm trying to find direction and clarity in this area of my life. If you were me, <laughs> What would you do in this instant? What would you do in this moment? Because whatever you do, I, I would do it. Uh, Lord, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to resolve this, this, this relational issue with, with this person in my life. How would you go about it? Okay, I, I want to do the same. Lord, how would you manage <clears throat> these relationships? How would you manage your finances? Uh, how, would, how would you manage these disagreements? Okay, then that's how I want to live my life. Essentially, they'd be going to Jesus saying, saying Lord, give me direction. Show me how to live my life. And... And by the way, before you give me the answer, you have to know that my answer is yes. Whatever you say, whatever advice you give me, however you tell me I should do this, however you tell me I should live my life, my answer is yes. Okay. Now, what's the way you think I should go? What do you think I should do? I'll do it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is very different to Christian. That is very different to Christian. You see, this word disciple is actually very uncomfortable. And I know that secretly in your heart, before we move on to the next point, but just secretly in your own heart, you are praying right now that by the time this is done, I don't say to you, okay, that's it. From today onwards, no more Christian. We don't use the term. It has now been scrapped from our vocabulary as a church. We do not believe in this word Christian. We are moving on. We are now disciples. That is it. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. It's just weird. It's just weird. We can embrace the life without having to get weird about the name. 
as we move on in the second, the, the second part, uh, the second place that, that we're looking at where this word disciple is used is Acts 6 verse 7. It says, so when the word of God spread, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. There again, this word disciple, one of my favorite ones is Acts 9.36. And it says, this, it says, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. And she was always doing good and helping the poor. You see, this, this is revolutionary for its day because women were outcasts. Women, women weren't really allowed into meetings. Women wouldn't be spoken to. Women were actually looked down on. And here it shows us that the disciples, the followers of Jesus brought women in, made them part of, and they too could be disciples. Again, revolutionary concept for the day that, that um, the disciples were living in. So the point so far, is that we can hide behind the term Christian. But if we look into the New Testament and we ask what, what were these people really about? How did they describe themselves? The answer would be disciple. I wonder today, are we disciples or are we just Christians? Is your answer, yes, Jesus, however you tell me to do this, whichever way you tell me to go, however you tell me to resolve this, my answer is yes. Or am I satisfied with just slapping a fish on my bumper and calling it a day? See, there's this moment in the life of Jesus where he speaks directly to people who want to become his disciples. Here he gives them a, a specific bottom line. He's like, man, if you want to become my disciple, if you want to become a follower, like this is it. This is what you need to do. And this isn't new, what Jesus gave them in this moment, it's not new. But I want to say this, if we as the church, as the ecclesia connecting to last week, the people of God, if we had connected to this and got it and loved it, then I can tell you now, there would not have been a first or second world war. We would not have had apartheid in South Africa. No, we would not be living in a space right now where, we, where we're asking the question, man, do black lives matter? Do all lives matter? We wouldn't be in a space where we'd be, where we'd be going, man, you know, I feel this need that I've got to go and ride or march or drive or whatever in, in protest against farm murders. Uh, there would be no need for any of this if us as the ecclesia, the church, the people, of God just went and lived out this principle that Jesus is about to drop with his disciples right now. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus is at like the end of his ministry. Uh, Jesus, Judas has already left. He's, he's kind of gone to go and fetch his 30 pieces of silver and, and he's, you know, he's, he's out of there. Um, so they've gone from 12 to 11 and there they are sitting with, with Jesus. And essentially Jesus is like calling them closer. He's like, he's like, hey, 
need to tell you something. I need to, need to have a chat with you. And here's what he says. He says, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I will tell you now where I'm going, you cannot come. And he's just talking about his going to the cross and, and, and being crucified for our sins. And then he goes on to say this. And here's the part that we can't miss. A new command I give you. Love one another. And you may be going, come on, Ramon, love one another. Like that's it. Be my disciple by just loving one another. We live in a world where there's a million different versions of love one another. Like that can't be it. That's vague. That's not defined. But you see, Jesus didn't leave it there. He goes on and he defines it. And he says this. He says, as I have loved you. So you must love one another as I have loved you. And I can only imagine the disciples sitting there. It's, it's, it's like Jesus looked at them and said, hey, Matthew, Matthew, remember where I found you? Remember when we met? Remember where I met you at your tax collecting booth? In other words, that you turned your back on your people. You were like this outcast of society. You were doing the, the bidding of Rome in a tax collecting booth and you were hated. And what did I do? I stepped in and I said, hey, Matthew, come, follow me. I showed you love. Not just that. All these guys here sitting in the room with us, they all hated you. Like they all hated you. Uh, I, when I said Matthew, they were like, no, not Matthew, not a tax collector. And to make matters worse, after that, we went to your house and we had a meal with you where, where, where at your home was gathered all of these other notorious sinners and all, all these other guys. Re remember, remember guys, all these guys here, as they looked at it, they were like, man, these are the people my mother told me I shouldn't be hanging out with. And now this Jesus has brought me to a place where I'm hanging out with them. But I didn't shun them. I didn't shun you. I didn't look down on them. I didn't look down on you. No, I loved you. And Nathaniel, don't, don't have that little smirk on your face, dude. Come on. You remember when I met you. You know exactly where I met you. When I met you, your brother went running up to you saying, Nathaniel, come. I've met him. I've met the Messiah. Come. His name is Jesus from Nazareth. What was, what was your response? Come on, just be honest. Tell, tell the guys in the room, what, what was your response? Your response was, can anything good come from Nazareth? Like, dude, you dissed my entire family. You dissed my, you dissed my entire people. And I could have done the same, but I didn't. I looked at you and I responded in love and I said, come, follow me. I loved you in that moment. Every single one of you sitting in this room, how did I love you? I loved you. I forgave you. I didn't look down on you. I drew you in. I brought you in and I loved you. And I'm asking you to go and love people in the same way that I loved you. And Jesus carries on and he says this, by this, by this, by this one thing, by nothing else, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
Ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, Christian, it's easy, man. I can just go with the flow. There's not much expected of us these days. But disciple, different ball game. Disciple, I need to love in this way. So, yeah. You today, you, you might be a Christian, but my question is, are you a disciple? Are you a follower of Jesus? You see, what Jesus was talking about was he wanted to create a people that would draw people in. He wanted to create a people that, that, that purely the way that we love each other would draw people in. Like, like people would look in and go, man, look at how these men love and honor their women. And look at how these women love and honor their men. Look at, look at how they just as a community treat each other. Look at, consider a parent-teachers meeting. Folks, if we loved each other this way, imagine walking into a parent-teachers meeting and the teacher looking at you going, man, your kid is incredible. Like we can get into the schoolwork now, but I just need you to know, I want to be your kid. Like I am striving as a human being to be like your child because I've never been loved the way that your child loves me. I've never seen love demonstrate the way that your kid demonstrates love in this class. I want to be like them. Imagine having your neighbors standing on the sidewalk just chatting and, and you come riding past on your bike. Maybe you greet them. Probably you greet them. And as you do, the one guy's like, man, what a cool motorcycle. The other guy's like, dude, if you want his motorcycle, you can have his motorcycle. You know what I want? I want the love that that family has for each other. Like, have you seen how that guy loves his wife and loves his kid? Forget that. Have you seen how his wife and his kid love him? Like, that's what I want. I want that kind of love in my life. People may say, man, you know, I, I don't know if I want to become one of them yet. I'm still not sure about that. But if there's something that I do want... I want the way that they love each other. Like, I want that in my life. I'd love for my son to marry one of their daughters. I'd love for one of my daughters to marry one of their sons. Why? Just look at the way that they love. I wonder today, friends, what's your next step? What's your next step? Have you been living in this, just this broad definition of faith? Just this Christian, this life where we can put a fish on the bumper of our, of our cars, wear a Jesus t-shirt, ultimately, selectively loving all of those that we decide we want to love, but yet under our breath, despising the rest and judging the rest. I don't know, maybe today it's just time to drop that label of how we live, to, to, to drop that way of living as a Christian and to take up the responsibility of living as a disciple. Let's pray.
Father God, I thank you, Lord, that today we could just be challenged, Lord, to not settle for, for living in a cooled down, watered down, second rate existence, Father. Wearing a t-shirt and possibly even calling ourselves something that we've never really lived outright. But Father God, that you have clearly defined what it looks like to be one of yours, Lord. That as Jesus put it, that we are to love one another as he loved us. I know how he loved me. He came and fetched me in my brokenness and in my pit of despair. And he pulled me out of that and he gave me purpose. And he loved me through moments where I was completely unlovable. And he gave me a place to belong. And he called me his own. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that that is what you ask us to go and do now, is to go and live out that life, that love in our daily lives. And right now, you may just need to make that choice right now. And Lord, I thank you that you strengthen hearts and strengthen resolve to go and love in this way. May we go out there. May we live our lives and be an accurate representation of your son, Jesus, as we love the way that he has loved us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. We love you. We look forward to seeing you next week. If you need to reach out, reach out onto our social media platforms. We trust that you have a great week. Bye-bye. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.